We are back. Oh, yeah. Here at the Dumpster Dive. And better than ever. We are, one of us is uh, neck deep in the dumpster. One is ankles deep in the dumpster, and that's because one of us is upside down and the other is right side up, and we won't tell you which one is which. Yeah. That's none of your business. Clay. If we if we wanted there to be a visual component to this, we would have filmed it. We don't. Just assured, those resources are very much at our disposal. Mm. We we chose not to. We can't tell you how many videographers we have begging to be part of the dumpster dive. They line up. Uh, it looks like the outside of a grocery store these days. <laughs> our videographer line. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's a terrifically uh, hygienic scenario. And I, and that's coming from a guy who dumpster dives. Yeah, you would think that the, for you, that would be one of the last things on your mind. Yeah, you'd like to think I'd be pretty lax about these things, but no, not at all. Not in the slightest. I um, mean, slightly. Not that I've seen, not that I've noticed spent more time around you than I have. Maybe your wife recently, but in total? Yeah, you. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, you do make, you know, one thing I've noticed, um, you do have an amazing uh, lack of body odor. And I remember back in the Michael Tapper era mm-hmm. of this band, the early days, Michael Tapper alleged was due to your vegetarianism. And I think he was just at that time maybe switching over to vegetarianism. Not sure how it worked out in terms of was able to achieve. <laughs> I've always, you know, I've I've definitely been deodorant man. Who if I if I don't wear deodorant, like it's it's super super apparent. And I've always just assumed Michael was right about that. Do you have any insight into that? Um, I mean, I'm gonna. Michael was no physician no and nor was he a dietitian true by any by any uh widespread or acknowledged credentials uh he was an intuitive guy uh but i don't think it's dietary okay uh i mean i mean as you know i i forego uh deodorant that's so amazing and and i think maybe the key is that i forego any of the sort of hippy dippy replacements i don't use the crystal i don't use uh tom smear or whatever you call it that's uh it's tom smear i rub neither talc nor clay uh nor any of the bulbous vegetables that seem like they could go into an armpit a radish right. a uh turnip right. none none get rubbed uh, and I, I think it's simply the body's uh, willingness to give up. Yeah. My body, my body finally quit. It knew I was gonna. I would wait it out. Hmm. I'd see my body in the dumpster before I'd cede control to it. Yeah. So it's a, it's a real mind over matter situation. I think. Right. It's interesting. I think um, with with illnesses uh, that happens where when you've fail to address symptoms long enough, 
your body just kind of stops expressing them. I think uh, heavy drinkers, and I have zero insight into this, but will stop <laughs> really feeling hangovers. And it's kind of just because they are feeling them, but they they just don't even notice it. Like a bad smell that you've become accustomed to. Well, well yeah, they've forgotten. They've forgotten the uh, you know their calibration is is way off. Well, see, I w- I would. I would think that the deodorant thing would be a different scenario altogether. I don't I guess I don't often feel like people use deodorant for themselves necessarily. It seems like a courtesy. That's right. And because I, most people think their own body odor is quite tolerable. Yeah. I, I, I think. And I, I definitely would wear deodorant if I were getting complaints. No, I've never I, I've never smelled any body odor coming off of you. And I think I have a pretty keen nose for sure. I will also say the body odor doesn't generally bother me um, so, so, from other people. Yeah. So know, maybe I, sh- I oughtn't to be using you as my barometer. Well, I think I notice it, but I just consider it a, a, a totally inoffensive human scent. Whereas, you know, if it smells like some, if you can smell shit smell coming off somebody, that's a, I don't like that. Sure. I don't like shit smell. Well, uh, speaking of your artistry, though, mm. mm-hmm. this episode's dumpster dive is a is a cane tune. Dad wars. Dad wars. Yeah. Um, now, is this about your dad? Is your <laughs> is is Doctor Steve Kane a lag about drunkard <laughs> who spends his days? Trying to write songs. Uh, yeah. That's a good guess. That's a good guess. Um, no, no. This is really more autobiographical. Um, yeah, I was right. Yeah, yeah. It would be more like a tell-all, a tell-all, <laughs> I guess. An expose by your child. Right, right. In this case, uh, your son would be, you know, kind of the, the Ronan Farrow to your Woody Allen. Yeah, but in the song, he's, you know, unlike Ronan, unless I misread Ronan Farrow, uh, my son's proud in this situation. Well, yeah, Ronan Farrow's, you know, he falls on the salesman side. Got it. He's he's repackaged his uh, biographical details for popular consumption. Yeah, I have it on, uh, you know, not good authority, but, uh, you know, not even authority. I've I've heard whispers, Ronan Farrow loves Woody Allen. Rudiver loves Harvey Weinstein, but he knows a paycheck when he sees it. Uh-huh. And uh, in these trying times, Chris, uh, you know, a book condemning these animals is going to sell. It plays better than a, a a hagiography. It sells better. It sells better. Right. Yeah. I get that. And I get that. I yeah, think it's. I get uh, that too. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm with it. <laughs> Hell, I'm gonna buy these things. What do you think? What do you think? What do what do you let's let's dive right in there. I mean Woody Allen or Look, man, I uh all I'm gonna all I'm gonna say is I'm gonna watch these Miramax films. I'm gonna watch these Allen epics. Which ones? Uh, I mean, you know, probably more the earlier ones, I guess. Uh <laughs> In in both I, cases, right, right. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm more of a uh, 
love the game, hate the player kind of guy. I turn I turn that old adage on its ear. Uh-huh. I don't gotta like these guys, but husbands and wives comes on. I'm all eyes and ears. Is there something Shakespeare in love comes on? Look, I don't forgive Harvey Weinstein, but I forget him for an hour and a half. That Rafe Fine's little brother, whatever that guy's name is, Joseph Fine, is flashing those baby blues. Yeah, I don't forgive, but uh, I'm, I'm have a little bit of amnesia for ninety-two beautiful minutes. Well, it's interesting because the work itself doesn't change, and so your original on it, for example be wrong just because some kind of uh, contextual facts are different than you knew them to be at the time. Yeah. I mean, you, you, I mean, even if you didn't watch it again and form, you know, test your ability to give it a fresh review, your review in ignorance remains in some way a true reflection of uh, the value of that artwork, right? Yeah, it's funny. Well, it's funny because uh, people talk a lot about intentional fallacy where like it's 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 uh right. incorrect to ascribe the author's intention to you know your assessment of a body of work but uh so what you're pitching is the uh consumptive fallacy yeah. like maybe you were or actually you're you're securing it uh you, whatever your take was initially was correct see that's yeah the the consumer's fallacy the fallacy of perception as though just because you experienced it, it's true. These are what I would refer to as the properties of perception. You are really a self For sale <laughs> on all good distributors of uh, you know, digital music. Probably not in any stores right now, I suppose. Uh, Probably not. Yeah. You can. Or not available, I guess. You could do a do the right thing. Uh, that's a cinematic reference, not a moral imperative, and throw a trash can through a window and get our physical product from a record store. Right. Yeah, almost certainly not. Not the right thing to do. Yeah, it's funny to call that a doing a do the right thing. A pull a do the right thing. And throw a garbage can through a window and then set the place ablaze. While I get this, we are scientists. Physical product. Friend could, uh, hearing your plan, pretty succinct argument that you should instead do the right thing. <laughs> Don't do a do the right thing, man. <laughs> do the right thing. Yeah, come on, man. Uh, I was before this uh, whole quarantine began. I was at a Greenpoint pizza parlor. And they had hanging on a wall a photo of John Chaturro from Do the Right Thing. Uh, but, you'll, but you'll remember in Do the Right Thing, John Chaturro's a very racist pizza vendor. That's probably... His father, Danny Aiello, Sal, is, uh, you know, the more measured guy. I mean, he's got his flaws, but uh, John Chaturro is more the straight-up villain. Thought, thought that was a pretty funny choice for them to make. Uh, was it carefully chosen? Yeah, well, that's what I'm, that's what I'm worried about. 
that's the vibe you get off this pizza place. To to, to sort of go back to the uh, Woody Allen, uh, Harvey Weinstein thing. Can I enjoy this straight up delicious Brooklyn pizza while they've got John Turturro up on the wall? Now you know maybe they maybe they didn't even know what film that was. Maybe they just saw John Turturro, one of their favorite Italian American actors, holding holding some. Uh, Pizza dough, and it was a dream come true for them. Let me propose a situation that would allow you to continue Thank eating. You. Thank you, Chris. Anything, anything. Put the <laughs> blinders on, please. All right. So, assumption is that they love Michael Bay's Transformers film. Okay. Okay. And that you know, I don't know if their favorite part or second or third favorite part is John Turturro. <laughs> Yeah. John Turturro as Dr. Ian Malcolm. That's right. Whatever his name is in that. Right. Doesn't he play, he plays a CIA guy, doesn't he? Or something? Whatever. He plays Jeff Goldblum's mm. Dr. Ian Malcolm. Wow. In this. He's got, I think he's a lot more fun than Ian Malcolm. Oh, Ian Malcolm's a blast. He's pretty, he's pretty dour. He's, 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 uh. He is the naysayer. He is the naysayer. He's a scold. <laughs> a jaunty scold. So. <laughs> he's a, well, he's just, he's a scold who wants to get laid. Is my read? <laughs> That's my read on Ian Malcolm. Hey, uh, God bless you know. <laughs> anyway, these guys anyway, watch sorry, Transformers. Sorry. They watch Transformers Two. I don't know if he was in any of the uh, Transformers after that, but they're thinking, "I love this John Turturro guy," and then somebody. Sends them a picture of their favorite actor holding, lo and behold, a pizza pie, the very thing that yeah. they that they sell. They had no idea John Turturro had any connection to pizza. And now suddenly their two loves have collided. And uh, how are they not going to put a photo of that up on their wall? Maybe they don't know the context. I would challenge you to uh, pry a little bit. About that, say, hey, what's with the uh, John Turturro photo? Well, so now what what complicates that a little bit is uh, you'll remember and do the right thing. A huge point of contention is the wall of photos of Italian Americans, uh, and and uh, I I can't remember the character's name, but the the inciting incident is that they would like photos of uh, people that more represent. The neighborhood right. that the pizza parlor is in, which is uh, Bedsty, right? Which you're not far, you're not far from Bedsty, but you're, I guess. What- well, I'm, in, I'm, I'm in Greenpoint, so I guess it, uh, my question is, shouldn't they have great Polish celebrities on the wall? And but now getting super problematic. The only one I can think of is uh, Roman Polanski. Oh so this is, shit! So you know what? Put Taturo on the wall. Put Taturo on this pizza parlor's wall. I beg you. I guess if it's between those two choices, <laughs> yeah. Pino, I think, is the guy's name. I don't know. I'm making it up. I'm I'm looking at the internet right now, and David Arquette is a Polish star. Oh, an unimpeachable Polish American. Uh, you want to talk about unimpeachable? Yeah. How's Kristen Bell for you? Of the good place. Of the fucking good place of Frozen. Frozed. Frozed. How about yeah. Maria Bello? Maria Bello of movies. 
movie fame. Uh, his... I believe Maria Bello might have been in uh, the uh, remake of John Carpenter's Assault on Precinct 13. I think you're right. I might be wrong about that. Well, she was in A History of Violence, which was... Uh, oh, sure, sure, sure. Oh, sure, sure. A solid movie. Charles Bronson would be a cool... Polish actor to put up on the wall of... If of, he were uh, Polish, yeah. He is, he is. Oh, great. Oh, great. How about Kate Blanchett? Talk about unimpeachable. One of our greats. Maybe our greatest. Would you eat pizza from a parlor that had a picture of Steve Carell on the wall? Carol? I, I wouldn't object to doing it, but I bet I'd have a hard time getting it down. How angry would you be if a giant blow-up photograph... <laughs> Of Jennifer Connolly greeted you when you walked into I mean, your pizza place. It wouldn't even have to vend pizza. I'd just go in and hang out. You want to hear three very, uh, very handsome guys in rapid succession who are all yeah. actors of Polish descent? Yes. That could be on this pizza place's wall. And you think I'm going to say no? Instead of that mutt, John Turturro. All right, easy. Zach Efron. Jesse Eisenberg. Okay. Peter Falk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. You ever hear of Scarlett Johansson? You remember her? No. What's what's he do? Polish ancestry. Harvey Keitel, Polish ancestry. Jane Krakowski from 30 Rock, the greatest television show of all time. Yeah. So I guess what you're telling me oh, wow. is that- Oh, wow. There's, there's a Polish guy. Wait, okay, so my theory's out the window. Okay. My theory's out the motherfucking window. Because in Transformers, <laughs> there is a great Polish actor named Shia LaBeouf. Oh, yes. Who, yes, let's who get a shot of him flinging a pizza pie. Yeah, he should be on that. I guess the problem is- Maybe a lot of these people, there's no shot, there's no photo of them uh, slinging a pizza pie. And that's the problem. Well, I'm going to tell you what. I'm not going to name the pizza parlor because I don't want to get arrested when I (laughs) do the right thing to this place. Right. (laughs) Are you going to go in there? You're going to break their window, but you're going to go in there and you're going to put a who's who gallery of stars (laughs) on their wall. Yep. From Keitel to Eisenberg. <laughs> What's Eli this? Roth is on this list. Yes. Yes. Wow. I mean, this list goes on and on. Well, anyway, we can post this somewhere. We don't need to. At this point, we are uh, defying our listeners to uh, listen to us read a essentially a laundry list. Well, we would love to get uh, some funding from one or another embassy. And the Polish embassy would be a great... Or, Eli, or, from, or from the great Eli Roth. Eli Roth himself could fund this. I think that would be marvelous. He's a man of such uh, broad interests. He knows talent when he sees it, so we would certainly <laughs> take that as a tremendous uh, you know, nod of, of uh, validation. Eli Roth, a real artist, not a salesman. Not a salesman. Doesn't need to be. When you're that good... You don't need to sell. Yeah. You know? Until next time, Chris. Adios. And now, number 27 on the U.S. charts. We are scientists. Dad Wars. Dad Wars. 
think you're bad, you think you've got the greatest ever mind Sits home all day, writing songs, drinking beer, walk the dog It's just this way of it Some people think it's wrong It's probably because they never seen us for football Please admit that if you had to choose one to be yours or mine, then we see It's just this way of life, some people disagree But you seem like a person who appreciates it his sleep He said he's gonna hire renters next year Sitting in their offices, arranged in little cubes. 